bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. My message is titled, Arise, Shine. Arise, Shine. I believe that we have entered a season where God is calling us to arise. Whoever we are, wherever we are, whatever our condition, he's calling us to arise and to shine. And I believe that in this moment in your life, you will rise and I believe in this moment in your life, you will shine. I'm going to preach from Isaiah chapter 60. And uh, I will preach literally from the whole chapter. Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60 uh, was uh, it's part of the prophecy of the prophet Isaiah giving to Israel at a time of great difficulty when they were in captivity and it, it spoke about a time of restoration and particularly this chapter is a restoration message to the nation of Israel. And uh, incidentally when I was beginning my ministry, this is one of the chapters that God impressed on my heart uh, as to what will happen uh, in my life. So I have a personal commitment to Isaiah chapter 60. So let's read verses 1 to 3 and it reads, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Very powerful statement. And in this passage, God introduces two dispensations or two seasons that he is bringing to Israel. The first dispensation or the first season is the season of light. The season of light. He said, your light has come. It was a season that announced the introduction of light or God's light for his people. Your light has come. And it's very interesting that when you read the passage, it didn't say, arise, shine, for light has come. But he particularizes the light. He says, your light, your light. It is something specific to you. And uh, when you look at the context in which he says, your light has come, he says, for darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. In other words, it is not going to be a general light coming upon everybody. It's not everybody experiencing light, but he said that when there is darkness everywhere, your light 
has come. Your light is specific to you. I believe that we have entered a situation that although there may be darkness all around us, our light has come. God is isolating his people in this dispensation to do something for them that is not general to everybody. Light stands for illumination and for brightness. And I believe that we have come into that season. When the light comes, it means two things. It means a time of God's favor. It's a time when God makes things work out for you. In the season of light, we experience God's favor. Secondly, the season of light is a time for God's focus. It's a time when God turns his spotlight on you. It's almost as if he takes a torchlight and points to you out of the darkness and isolates you from everybody else who is in the darkness. I believe that we have come to this season. Our country, Ghana uh, and Africa, both figuratively and in reality, dwells in darkness. But thank God that in the midst of the darkness, the light of God has come upon you. It may not change the general condition, but upon you, there is light. There is an example of that uh, in the story of Israel when they were in Egypt. And God brought darkness upon the whole land of Egypt. But in Goshen, where the Israelites lived, there was light. I believe that although gross darkness will cover the people, upon you, upon your household, upon the work of your hand, upon your business, there will be light, there will be favor, and God's focus is upon you. So the first dispensation he talks about is the dispensation of light. And if you believe it's for you, you can say, I receive it. The second dispensation he talks about is the dispensation of glory. He says, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. In addition to light, God tells Israel that although there is darkness everywhere, there is light upon you and there is glory upon you. I like glory. Glory stands for elevation. A time of glory is a time of God's elevation. Glory also stands for God's empowerment. When the glory of God comes upon you, you are empowered. You are equipped. And God displays his power on your behalf. The light has come. Your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Not everybody else. I see glory upon you. I see light upon you. It may not be on your neighbor. You can look at somebody close to you. They may not have the light. They may not have the glory. But your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. One of the th problems people have is they, sometimes we can't understand that God can sometimes sidestep everybody else and just do you favor. When God shows you light, it doesn't mean everybody has light. It just means you have light and his glory is upon you. Somebody say, I have the glory. And if you really believe that you are in a season of light and a season of glory, somebody say, I receive it. It's mine. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord 
is risen upon you. In a time of great darkness, great difficulty, when Israel doesn't know its future, God speaks through the prophet Isaiah and says that it's a time for your light and the time for your glory. In a time of uncertainty in our world and particularly in our nation, God is speaking to his people, particularly in ICGC. He's saying your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now, what are we supposed to do when the glory of the Lord is upon us? When the light of God comes, do we just sit and just say, thank God for his light, thank God for his glory? He tells them how to respond. So let's look at how we're supposed to respond. It is in the response that he tells them, arise, arise. When your light comes and the glory is upon you, you don't sit, you arise. The word arise means to stand and move up higher. Stand and move up higher. When God's light is upon you, you stand up. You arise and you move up higher. Arise and shine. Arise, arise. What does it mean to arise? I'm going to give you three things you must do when you are arising. First, to arise means to step into God's spotlight. To step into God's spotlight. God's light shines on you. And when his light shines, you must step into that light, into that spotlight. A similar thing happened to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. After Moses had died, the whole of Israel is in mourning and they were down, discouraged, disheartened. Everybody was mourning, everybody's crying, everybody's gloomy, everybody's complaining. Now Moses is dead. What are we going to do again? How are we going to manage our lives? Joshua is supposed to be the leader, but he can't see himself stepping into the space that has been left by Moses. And God had to make him arise. Listen to what happened. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people to the land which I'm giving to you, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. God is saying to Joshua, Moses is gone, the spotlight is on you. The favor is on you, the light is on you. Moses is gone. This is not Moses' time. And don't just keep mourning over what is gone. The light has come. Arise. When we arise, we recognize that this is a set time for the favor of the Lord. There are moments in your life where you look around and you realize the spotlight is upon you. When I was going to get married, as happens in our part of the world, you have to go and see your uncles and your aunties and introduce your wife to be to them and, and, and you know the family has to give permission for you to marry and you go around now all my uncles and aunties are dead and when my nephews are marrying guess what I am the elder they come to me the spotlight 
is upon me. There is a time in your life when you are no longer a child, when you are no longer dependent, when you are no longer Moses' assistant. Arise and shine. Step into the spotlight. And for some of you young people, you are not kids any longer. You're not in secondary school. You finish university. Arise. Step into the spotlight. The second thing you do when you arise is that you stretch your boundaries. You stretch out your boundaries. God spoke that to, Moses, uh, to, to Abraham in Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 15. It says, now the Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord had separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I will give it to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width. For I will give it to you. When you are rising, you are stretching the space that God has given to you. God said to Abraham, as far as you arise and go, that's what you're going to possess. When we arise, we step into God's spotlight and we stretch our boundaries. And I believe God wants you to stretch your boundaries. He wants to give you new space, new territory, new opportunity, but you have to arise. You can't sit there and things happen. You have to arise. The third thing that happens when you arise is that you seek for new and unusual acts of God. When you arise, you move into the unfamiliar. First Kings chapter 7, 17, verse 8 and 9. The prophet Elijah has called for a farming. There is no rain. And there is farming. And for some time, God has been feeding him and taking care of him. But there is this moment in his life when God speaks to him. And this is what the Lord says. Now the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Elijah was familiar with God working miracles. But he had never experienced God using the poor widow to take care of him. It's almost like God says, I'm going to prosper you. And you say, God, how are you going to prosper me? He says, I'm going to use that beggar that sits by the roadside to bless you. How can God use a beggar to bless me? It's an unusual season. It's an unusual miracle. God is going to use unusual sources and unusual avenues to supply your needs. The regular routes may be locked. But there is going to be a new way. And for Elijah, it was a widow providing for him. I don't know whom God is going to appoint for you. But in this season, you have to be ready to seek for the unusual. Seek for the unknown. Seek for things you haven't experienced before. Don't say, this is how God is going to do it. A rich man is going to bless me. Who told you a rich man was going to be the one doing it? God may use a poor widow to be your blessing. Arise, arise. Arise, you have to step into God's spotlight. You have to stretch out your boundaries and you have to seek for new acts of God. Then he said to him, when you arise, you must shine. To shine means to become light or to brighten. You have to reflect. To shine means you are reflecting the light of God. Three ways that we shine. First, we reflect God's glory. When you Arise, you don't show forth yourself, you show what God has done in your life. 
Moses had such an experience in Exodus chapter 34, verse 29 to 30. It says, now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. When Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone and they were afraid to come near him. Moses had been so much in the presence of God when he starts moving out he doesn't know that God has robbed off on him I believe God has robbed up on somebody you have soaked in so much of God's power you don't even know what you are carrying but you're going to shine and people are going to encounter you and say what's what's happened to you what happened to you you say well I've been praying I've been fasting I've been in the presence of the Lord and the glory of the Lord is upon me when that glory comes upon you you will shine you will reflect the glory of God. To shine also means to re restore God's will. Restore God's will. It means that when you start shining, everything that is out of order is brought into order. In Job chapter 22, verse 29 to 28 to 29, Job 22, 28 to 29, you will also decree a thing and it will be established for you. So light shall shine on your ways. When they cast you down, you say exaltation will come. When they cast you down, you say exaltation will come. One of the ways you shine is through your decrees. When they say you are down, you say my promotion has come. When they say it's, it's over, you say God will make a way. When they say it cannot be done, you say I expect a miracle. When they say it's over, you are done with. There is no way for you. You smile because when you shine, you decree a thing and it is established. It is a season to shine by restoring God's will, by decreeing a thing, by proclaiming the word of the Lord. You will decree a thing and it will be established for you. You have entered into a season where people are going to say negative things about you. But you have to learn to decree a thing. Shine in that circumstance. Shine in that situation. You will look at something that is down and you will say up. You will look at something that is dead and you say live again. You look like something that is broken and you say heal. Because when you start shining, you restore God's will. You restore God's order. Arise and shine. Reflect God's glory. Restore God's will. And number three, to shine is to respond to human need. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When we shine... We touch the world with God. We bring life to the dying. We bring hope to the desolate. We bring light to those in darkness. We bring health to the sick. Arise, shine. It's time for us to shine in Africa. It's time for us to shine in Ghana. It's time for us to shine in our neighborhood. Just let God use you. This is a season for shining.
It's time for you to take care of somebody, lift up somebody's burden, pay somebody's fees. Help somebody who's been ejected to get back to his room, pay his rent, pay it in advance for two years. Arise, shine, let people see your good works because when you shine, you display God. You display God. You show him forth, you manifest him. Arise and shine. When the light of God comes and the glory of the Lord is upon you, you don't just sit and do what you've been doing all your life. You have to arise and shine. Somebody say, I'm rising and I'm shining. Say it one more time. I'm rising and I'm shining. Tell somebody next to you, you must arise and you must shine because I'm rising and I'm shining. Nobody can put you under. The economy cannot put you under. Critics cannot put you under. Threats cannot put you under. Nobody can put fear into you. They, when, when you look at what is happening to people's businesses, it, it doesn't have to scare you and say, well, have you heard everybody's business is collapsing, so I'm waiting for mine to collapse? This is my season. I am rising and I'm shining. I am rising and I'm shining. Because he says, gross darkness shall cover the people, but upon you. Somebody say, minus me. Minus me. When you hear of darkness, you say, that's not me. When everybody says it's not working, that's not me. When everybody's failing, that's not me. Everybody's collapsing, that's not me. Why? Because it is my season for light and glory. I am rising and I'm shining. I am rising and I'm shining. Now, what, what God said to Israel is, I will give the light. I will give the glory. You must do the rising and the shining. If I give the light, you don't shine. Nothing will happen. If I give the light, you must reflect it. When the glory comes, stand up, rise, and shine. Because the glory has come. Then he told them what will happen when they arise and, and the kind of people that they will attract. When you sit in darkness, you don't attract people. In verses 3 and 4, Isaiah chapter 60, he says, Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. I like that. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. Your daughters shall be nursed at your side. So, when, they, when he says, when you start rising and taking your position in this season, there's going to be people attracted to you and there are three categories of people that are going to be attracted to you. The first, he says, your sons and your daughters. That represents those you have invested in. In the day of glory, God's glory, he surrounds you with people who share in your vision and can carry your burden. 
Sometimes you labor in darkness for so long and it seems every investment in people has gone waste and nobody cares and nobody pays attention. People are disconnected to you from you people. You help. Don't seem to remember the help. But when you arise and you shine, your sons and your daughters shall gather close to you. May God gather your sons and your daughters around you. May God surround you with people who love you and care for you and desire the best for you. May God surround you with people who seek your best interest. May God remove your enemies and treacherous people and backstabbers and destructive people far away from you. May he surround you with your sons and your daughters. Because some people have too many enemies around you. Even your best friend is trying to destroy you. You tell your secret to somebody, they betray you. You introduce your boyfriend to somebody, your best friend, she wants to take your boyfriend. What kind of friend is that? You tell your best friend about a business opportunity, they go behind you and want to take that opportunity. What kind of a friend, what kind of a best friend is that? But he says, when you rise and shine, he's not going to surround you with wicked, treacherous backstabbers, but he says, your sons and your daughters, people who love you, people who care for you, people who are committed to you, shall surround you. May God surround you with people who love you and care for you and understand you. Your sons and your daughters will be surrounding you. There was a season in darkness where it looks like vultures and vampires were all around you. But you are coming into a new season. You are coming into a new season. People, good people will come around you. Somebody say, I receive that. I receive that. You need good people around you. You have too much treachery. You now need good people, nice people, kind people, generous people, loving people, compassionate people, sharing people all around you. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.